Your new favorite country music festival is here and right in your backyard. The Country Fair is bringing Zach Bryan, John Party, Chris Young, and more to the fairgrounds at Chesterfield Amphitheater. May 19th through the 21st, 2022. Grab your friends and slide on your cowboy boots for a three-day festival experience. Packed with country music's hottest stars. Some of St. Louis's most popular eats and drinks. A free carnival with all your favorite rides upon festival entry. An authentic honky-tonk with live music, dancing, mechanical bull riding, and so much more. Kids under 12 free. Get your single-day ticket starting at 20 bucks or three-day passes now at ChesterfieldCountryFair.com. Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast. Thank you for checking out another brand new episode with Brave New World. Had a lot of fun hanging with them and uh, talking about some of their brand new music they're working on and they uh, some big shows they have coming up. And it was just great to meet some young guys that are passionate about it and getting out there making a name for themselves. So Hope you enjoy this episode. Do want to remind you, as always, Rock Paper Podcast is brought to you by Roughneck Beard Company and American Rambler, located here in St. Louis, Missouri, over in the Maplewood area. Stop in the sh- by the shop or shop 24-7 at roughneckbeardcompany.com. Roughneck Beard Company is proud to present a brand new beard oil blend, Comeback Kid. Spring is upon us and the world is in rebirth. The pandemic seems to be winding down and life is beginning to resume. Try our brand new invigorating blend of lemon, peppermint, black pepper, rosemary, and lang lang. It's the perfect blend to bring us all back to life. Come back, kid. Now available at roughneckbeardcompany.com. You can find all their wonderful beard oils, beard balms, junk powder, uh, their uh, tattoo ointment, banger butter over there. You got your uh, just about anything to take care of that beard and mustache years or uh, any of their fine grooming products, uh, combs even, uh, you know, soap, whatever you need. They've got it all over there at Roughneck Beard Company. And uh, stop in and visit them in Maplewood, Missouri. Also, big thank you to my friends at Friendship Brewing Company in Wentzville, Missouri. I just uh, had a lot of fun over there the at Friendship on Friday night with Denver Wade Trent. And uh, it was a beautiful evening on the patio, having some patio beers. And uh, you can stop in and visit them for all your craft beer needs. Over 25 rotating taps and a full menu of delicious food. With uh, You got your burgers and nachos and salads and flatbread pizzas and... All kinds of tasty things. Uh, so stop in and visit Friendship Brewing Company in Wentzville, Missouri. And tell them Shane sent you. Live music happening on uh, April 29th with Jeff W. And on Saturday, April 30th, Buddy and Q. And on Sunday, May 1st, my buddy Denver Waytrain will be back out there at one o'clock. So 
Find more listings uh, for more of their menu, their beer, concert calendar, everything else at friendshipbrewingcompany.com. And follow along with them on Facebook and Instagram. All right, that is it for me, everybody. If you need me, of course, you can always find me at rockpaperpodcast.com. Hit me up on the socials. Feel free to email me at rockpaperpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you, uh, if you haven't already and you're listening, please click subscribe. That's a great way to help support the show wherever you're listening to click subscribe. Uh, also have the YouTube channel. You can subscribe there. And, uh, so thank you for every, all your continued support. It means so much to me. Uh, with that out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy this brand new episode with brave new world. Um, the podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio, it's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. How's it going? My name's Daniel. I'm from the band Brave New World. I'm Mateo. And I'm Brad. You're listening to Rock Paper Podcasts. Rock Paper Podcasts. This is beat paper, paper covers rock. Rock beats is the shame covers non-stop, never know what new kind of guests that he's got coming at you. Live and direct on the spot could be rock, folk, country, or hip-hop, jazz. All kind of folks that he has could be an artist or a comedian to make you laugh on the Rock Paper Podcast. Double-decker fudge round, rolling round town. Shane coming at you live and direct from ground zero. He's your hero, he's your bestie. Rock Paper Podcast with Shane Presley. Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri, hanging out today with Brave New World. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for having thank us. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. You guys want to uh, properly introduce yourselves for, for everyone listening? All right, uh, I am Daniel Allen. I am. I switched off with Brad Ponzer on lead guitar and bass uh, halfway through our set live at it's random on the album, though. Yeah? Yeah, that's my whole gig. That's it. <laughs> What's up, guys? I'm Mateo. Uh, Mateo Blumel. I'm the lead singer, uh, or one of the co-singers on the, in the in the band. I s- pretty much just sing pretty. And yeah. so that's kind of my job here, and uh, just kind of get the crowd going. So. Oh, yeah. I'm um, Brad Ponzer. Uh, I switch off with Daniel over there. Uh, with guitar and bass, and I also do the uh, harsh vocals. I also just so happen to be the one who writes most of the stuff. Yeah, that is true. And we're we're missing uh, our. Oh, we're missing drummer. Christian Palacio, our uh, our guy who hits things. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he our goes little, crazy. Our little drummer boy. Yeah, goes crazy with the sticks. Uh, well, yeah, this is uh, this is cool. I mean, I feel like I say a lot starting this show, but uh, uh, this uh, using this platform. Uh, Allows me to continue to meet new people around town, meeting, discovering new music all the time, and uh, that's the case today. We, we linked up through the internet, and then uh, you know I haven't got to catch you guys at a live show yet, but getting to getting to meet here and get to talk and we're somewhere we can hang out and have a conversation instead of 
screaming over a band or something like that. And uh, so yeah. uh, it's fun to have this, to, to have these moments like this where we can talk in, about uh, what you guys are up to. And um, so uh, we, uh, I guess, I mean, I, I don't really know much about Brave New World at all. I mean, you guys sent me some of the music to listen to and stuff. But other than that, like, uh, I like to kind of come right here to the source and get, you know, the stories direct from you guys. But this is uh, still a fairly new project, right? Or you guys been a couple years, right? Yeah, we'll call it new, I guess. <laughs> we, we've been around since uh, 2018, but yeah. really started playing in the the actual scene around 1920 19 and 20 1920. and then the pandemic hit yeah, and right. that was fun sure yeah big the, uh the pause on everything oh yes yeah. it did <laughs> but, yeah put a massive pause set the album back almost a whole year mm-hmm. it was a good time to grow though it was sure. a great time for us to figure each other out as a band get chemistry with each other we practiced the hell out of the album like crazy so that way when we actually were getting shows we were just fucking killing it and um yeah i mean it was i mean obviously it wasn't great like the pandemic is was a terrible thing that happened but uh there were some hidden things and hidden blessings that we were able to uh find through that you know one of them being a uh, a lot of material got written that won't be on this album all right yeah future well let's uh so what's uh going even before the band i mean do you, do you guys know each other through school or how where do you guys all meet high school is where i met daniel i've known christian our uh, drummer since first grade okay and mateo here has been friends with my brother forever and uh, yeah I've, we, I've known his family for my damn near my whole life so and it just ended yeah. up uh we just ended up hooking up as Music artist. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of destined to get introduced to the other guys that are in the band from the beginning uh, because I came to Brad whenever he reached out the first time in high school. I saw a poster my freshman year and I was like, I'm going to make some friends and I'm going to try and join this band. And that was a completely different project. Almost none of that music exists anymore. Some of it got recycled and then turned into new stuff and made better. This is the uh, the, the first band that I've yeah. actually had that has gone somewhere uh, this is my probably fifth attempt yeah at starting a band uh the the first time that i've brought all four of these guys counting myself together uh we've all been a part of bands with each other before yeah. but uh never, never this all is the together. first time like all four of us have been, yeah, in a have band been together. together because we've all been part of brad's bands but like at different points in time like there yeah. was a there was a time where he was trying to get a band together, but like I don't think Daniel was quite there yet, and yeah. so it was just me, Brad, and Christian at the time, and then that kind of fell apart, and then Daniel came along for another project, uh, for another band, and then that fell apart. The the, the way one, that you got brought into this band, Mateo, we asked you if you would yeah, do I was, one I was show. Bring that up, <laughs> yeah. Uh, my yeah, my story is probably low key the funniest. I don't yeah. know because. Like, so, okay, here's how my story, how I joined. Uh, so I'm like a junior now in high school mm-hmm. and, uh, I've already worked with Brad and I still wasn't, I wasn't a rockhead at this time. I was doing, I, I was very much in like Bruno Mars, Justin Timberlake, you know, more of like that kind of pop feel, just not very heavy into it. The heaviest I got was like Queen. That was as heavy as I got. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, I'm just chilling, uh, you know, living my day, and then I get a text from Brad saying, "Yo, I know you're not really a rock guy. We've already kind of had 
our way trying to make a band and you know we kind of fell apart on that however uh, our vocalist pulled out uh for our this new band that i have and we have a gig for the school comic-con and we need a singer could you could you fill in for the show to be the singer and at the time, I was like, oh, fuck, I don't know, man. I mean, I got a lot of shit I got to go on. I wasn't totally sold in yet because of my experience last time with them. And I was kind of, but I was like, you know what? Fuck it. This will be fun. This will give me, you know, an idea of how it's like to perform. Sure. And, right. And so I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. So uh, fast forward, we do Comic-Con, which was, oh, that was, that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> you had actually, uh... it was the first time we all tried to play together. That it was rough, but he had actually decided that he wanted to be full time in the van. Yeah, before that that show, we got two practices in. He's like, "Okay, I'm in for good." Yeah, because well, because the thing was is like now I could tell like, oh shit, okay, we kind of have all the pieces here, and everyone seems pretty dedicated for the most part. And that's when I, you know, as long as there's a direction, that's that for anything I do, as long you know any group I join. Uh, as long as I can see there's a direction and people have an idea and are committed to it, then I'm always going to be in, you know, I'll be right there with them. And so, uh, I got that sense from these guys as well. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. We're doing cool things here. Uh, let's do it. I'll be, let me, I'll be your singer. Yeah. The the one thing that killed almost every project beforehand was, uh, the, a lack of a bassist. We couldn't find a bassist. Finding a bassist is apparently hard. Yeah, uh, we, I, feel, I had. Uh, I feel like that's like everywhere though. Like I mean, it's just like we couldn't find one to be at yeah, all. And right. it's supposed to be drummers that are hardest. But my, you know, I've known Christian since first grade. He's been playing drums probably since about as long. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> maybe longer. Um, but I had been playing bass for the high school jazz band for maybe two years, and then I stopped. It just wasn't for me anymore. But I knew how to play bass. Bass isn't much different from a guitar, so when I formed this new band, I'm like, hey, Daniel, uh, one thing that's killed every project in the past has been lack of a bass player. So I bought a bass. <laughs> you bought a bass, I'm like, how about we just switch off on songs? Like, that, that was the, I think that was the biggest thing that he was having a problem with, is that no, everybody wanted to play the guitar, right? And, you know, Obviously, there's, yeah, like, there's bass players that are important and everything like that, but like the guitar gets a lot of the solos and stuff like that for the instruments and so i think everyone wanted to play guitar so i think they finally figured out a way to (laughs) accommodate both that to where they both get to play a little guitar get those get their solos and stuff but also get on that bass to make sure we got that foundation writing bass was rough for a little while too uh it it was mostly uh write the guitar part yeah play play the guitar part and play it in time and then i ended up uh, discovering the band Primus, who was huge in the '90s, still huge sure. now. And uh, you're wearing a Primus shirt right now. Uh, yeah, I'm wearing a Primus shirt right now. Completely changed the way I write bass. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's the thing. Like, as you realize, like, there's there's people that play, and then there's there's people that play at like you know that make it play lead like that. Play those like lead solos and stuff like that, like less does and stuff like, you know, just um, the way that Lemmy Kilmeister played a bass, like a lead guitar. Right. No yeah. one else has been able to do that the same way right. he did. No one ever will be able to, but our, you know, even like, uh, uh you know, flea from chili peppers and so, mm-hmm. you know, there's these guys that like master their instrument where like they are the star of the band, no matter what, you know, they're playing and stuff. So like, uh, so yeah, it's cool to 
cool to see when somebody really steps up and you know owns their moment in the spotlight regardless uh you know if they're whatever they're playing so yeah mm-hmm. now when the band first started out we were straight up just rock project we would go a little bit into hard rock territory but we tried to keep it as a little bit light as possible yeah, because we, of uh, Mateo here, because we had to keep right, him involved. I was, I was still Bruno Mars at the yeah. time. <laughs> um, eventually, though, after that disastrous Comic-Con show, we ended up practicing more. I developed my harsh vocals uh, through listening to Static X. I do my best Wayne Static interpretation. Mm-hmm. Um, but we ended up adding my vocals in, and Mateo almost immediately clicked with it right i think it gives our band a very yin and yang feel in our songs mm-hmm. that i feel like a lot of other bands don't have and that's not to say that it's something they need to have that they don't it's just i think it's part of what makes our band a little different from the others there's yeah. a great example of that yin and yang effect on a song we have called uh, carnivore which is actually about uh drug use yeah. in the song uh mateo plays the role of uh of the user and sings all the the clean parts and i'm like the inner like demon voice of of the drugs trying to to keep control of him luna is even in my opinion is even uh is an even better interpretation or example of that uh idea because that's that song is also you know has a good message about uh depression and how hard you know that there's you know the the sadness and the kind of the melancholy that comes with the depression which would be which i you know, portray through my, you know, smoother voice while Brad demonstrates the, you know, the, the, the frustration and the anger that comes with that depression as well through his uh, harsh vocals. And so it, it just ends up allowing us to tell more stories. It allows us to give a broader, like, sound palette, broader dynamic to the projects. And... Uh, yeah, it's also, I've also uh, delved into more of, I, like, obviously I don't ever get as crazy as Brad, but, uh, like, the more I was playing with these guys, the more I realized, you know, like, there's, there, there is a certain beauty even in those, uh, those screaming, you know, when you're screaming, you know, right. it, you know, it, it gives... A story gives emotion. It's raw emotion, and so that's when I started. You know, I I started taking also voice lessons and stuff like that in college and like that. Uh, I'm vocal majoring as a multi. I'm sorry, majoring as a vocal major in college. Can't get my words out. Uh, and I, so I learned how to sing better and where it should all come from. And once I started learning that, that's when I was like, oh, I can do this without actually damaging my voice. I know how to do this now. Right. And now it's just it sounds just even more in depth there's more color to it and yeah a lot of a lot of people that i've taken to our shows in our friend groups and all that uh have actually told me a lot recently that your voice has matured mm-hmm. that you've got they can tell you've gotten more comfortable using it oh thank you wow yeah that makes me feel better nice <laughs> your stage presence definitely says that too yes your stage <laughs> preference you've gotten a lot more a lot more confident Thank you. 
struggling, fighting to stay upright. I crash down sometimes. My friends, this might be the end. Farewell, I'll see you again. I cannot see clearly. I need to sleep. My demons are on my mind. Slowly but surely, I close my eyes.
Now, Mateo earlier said that um, that him coming in contact with all of us for the band is the funniest story. I actually think Daniel's is more ridiculous. My story? <laughs> uh, I, I, I think I'll tell this. Okay, you can go ahead, Brad. <laughs> tell it from your perspective. Yeah, so I had put out the flyer. Um, we were forming a metal band in high school. Mateo had no involvement in this. Plague it was me Inc. and Christian. Yeah, we were going to be called Plague Inc. And I was looking for a bassist, a keyboardist, possibly, and a vocalist. Uh, clean, harsh, didn't matter. And after you know, a couple days of the flyers hanging up, we had uh, no response. So we ended up taking them down. And for some reason... Daniel contacts the only guy who wasn't listed on there for contact information and contacts Christian. I get into contact with him and we meet up saying that he can, he can do vocals. He brings his guitar and he starts playing for me. I'm like, okay, this guy's pretty good, but I'm not looking for a guitarist, but he was just too good at the time that I couldn't pass, uh, pass up on him. And I asked him, like, all right, can you show off your vocals now? He's like, oh, I got a sore throat right now. I'll have to do it another time. <laughs> Never did he want to show me his vocals because nope. the dude can't sing. No, I cannot <laughs> sing. <laughs> I will not be singing on any album until I've had vocal lessons. <laughs> and then still won't be singing. And I still probably won't be singing <laughs> on an album. <laughs> so, a little uh, bait and switch then, huh? Yeah. yeah. It worked. Yeah. Yeah, he's in the band now. Yeah, right. Fake <laughs> it till you make it, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Uh, what? Uh, so, uh, I mean, we've thrown out some names and things, but like, did you guys, um, as you're getting Mateo into this more harder rock and and uh, and stuff, did you give him homework? Does like this is a? Oh yeah. There are some essentials we gave yeah. him, mostly like a little bit from each like huge well, metal genre that it, came out. It was like it was. Dude, it was like introducing me to drugs. I'm not even gonna lie, because they started me with the like the soft shit, right? right. Like like the marijuana of rock, right? You know, <laughs> it was like, hey, just just check these guys out. They're not that harsh. Who, who was it? But oh you first? man, the first. I think I showed you Black Sabbath. When he first heard Black, Black Sabbath, Sabbath he was in the car with me, and he's like, "This is Black Sabbath." I'm like, yeah. He's like, "This is not what I thought it would sound like." Yeah, I was yeah. like, I didn't realize how diverse metal can be uh there was another one uh, another rock group that kind of was more like hard rock was uh what was it uh monoskin oh man monoskin was a band that brad introduced me to that i was uh wasn't quite metal or anything they're more again more hard rock uh but you know, that, that, I started listening to that. I was like, "Oh, okay, wow, this is this is a really nice sound that they got." Because being a vocalist, you know, I'm always looking for a nice vocal melody. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then it kept going down the rabbit hole. Soon enough, I was starting listening to the System of the Down, uh, System of a Down. I just learned <laughs> <laughs> uh, System of a Down, and uh, realizing how his singer, like the singer, is. In that, uh, I'm sorry. I was Serge Tonkin. Serge. Serge. Yeah. Serge. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. That's. I always blank on his name, but how Serge, you know, used operatic techniques in his sure. singing style, and I was like, oh, okay, I can implement some of that into my stuff. Okay, I, I, I fuck with this. I fuck with this. I think he also cites uh, like Iranian circus music to yes. like as a, as a like mm-hmm. oh, a yeah. influence, and it's just like, and I mean, obviously, he becomes a, a total character when he's like you know, performing and singing these songs and stuff. But like, you can definitely start realizing how much different stuff has influenced his vocals and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, 
Teo here is really cool. Yeah. A long way. He'll actually be going with us to the Freaks on Parade with Rob Zombie, Mudvayne, Static X, and Power Five Thousand when they come here in July. Oh uh, yeah, and well, and that's the thing. I'm now. I've gone. I've I fell so far down in hell into uh, <laughs> into Static yeah. X now. So I'm getting into Static X. Uh, Bad Omens is another one yeah. that I'm really liking, and they. You've got uh, some. Uh, I've looked at your playlist. You got some I Prevail in there. I have I Prevail in there. Yep. There's. Nice. I mean, I'm starting to get into it. I mean. Rock is starting to become one of my favorite genres because uh, Brad says it best when uh, he said it best when he said it's the purest form of anger like, is the purest and rawest form of human yeah, emotion. And, you know, yeah. and that's easiest to show in rock. And, I mean, obviously, it's not just anger all the time. They like uh, there's party songs. Yeah, there's great party oh, yeah. songs and stuff like that. And it's just, I don't know, it's just easiest, I feel, to show, because it feels so genuine in rock, you know? And like, there's, like, I love hip-hop, too. Hip-hop is one also, like, hip-hop and rock, those are my two genres, I are my go-to genres. And, uh, but even in hip-hop, sometimes, you know, they uh, kind of get lazy, you know, sometimes they, it's the same trap beats over and over again, and sometimes it doesn't feel super genuine. And I guess, it, you know, rock isn't necessarily you know uh uh not at fault for that either but it's it feels less uh repetitive repetitive mm-hmm. right doesn't it, doesn't trippy red have a, like four songs that use the exact same drum beat probably <laughs> uh, uh it's actually an entire album oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> that sounds about right no man but yeah. like it's yeah just so my taste in rock has definitely developed as i realized again the beauty and like the messages Sure. That they tried because I—that's why I'm always looking for—is to feel something like genuine and real, yeah. you know. And that's why uh, in hip hop, I love Juice World. You know, Juice World is a big inspiration for my writing style. I write—I've written some lyrics for these songs, and uh, he is a big inspiration in how I write my lyrics because uh, he's very hard on the sleeve and just you know tells how he feels, mm-hmm. and it, it feels real. Compared to some of these other, you know, artists where they just kind of, oh, you know, let's just have fun, you know, sex, money, drugs, you know, all that stuff. And so, yeah, yeah that, so that's why, you know, I've, de- I've developed into this rock, you know. Sure. And as so. far as, uh, as far as him writing it, I was actually quite surprised. We, uh, we clicked almost instantly as far as, uh, collaborating on lyrics. He'd, uh, he doesn't play really any instruments. He's learning piano. Um, but as far as like contributing to the actual like instrumentals, he doesn't really do any of that. Uh, it's mostly lyrics. And uh, I just sing and look pretty. That's all I do. <laughs> yeah, I was you honestly surprised how uh, <laughs> honestly surprised how well we clicked. And I knew we clicked almost instantly when we were writing stuff for future material. So when the, this band formed and the material was written, most of it had been written before. Honestly, this band was even formed. It just ended up finally finding a home for all of these songs. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we started writing some new material, and we just traded back off and forth on one of these songs that that it's, it's going to be great. And then later on, we were writing lyrics for another song, and I'm like, uh, maybe you should hear the song that follows that this one first, and then you can get a good idea. Oh, I know. Yeah, and then he handed me the phone of what he had typed. I'm like... Never mind. You're good. Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. 
But you, uh, you, we talked earlier, you said, you know, talking about like a kind of a yin yang thing and with the vocals and, uh, and, you know, and then be also being able to express in, in this rock and format with your voice. And, but like, I don't know all that. Like I, my mind went to like a, a Chester Bennington and stuff. And like the way he's able to use his voice, uh, especially like, wait, we have an inside joke. Oh, it's, yeah, it's there's, an, it's, there's okay. an inside joke with Lincoln Park. All right. Well, I mean, I, I, I know they're not like as the the heaviest in, uh, for the stuff, but but the way he's able to, you know, you there's when he gets into that scream and stuff like that. There's yeah. there's so much raw emotion in there, and like and again, like you're saying, it would there it, to be able to express yourself in that way, it would not uh, maybe happen if you weren't if he wasn't able to, to get the scream like that or what or. These different things. Yeah. So a lot those of that little... is the result of, uh, you know, tragic, uh, tragic backgrounds that well, a lot yeah. of these musicians sure. come from. And I'm grateful, and all these guys are grateful enough to not have anything as uh, as traumatic as, as traumatic happen to them as yeah. as, know, Chester, yeah. Lance as Chester, Chester, yeah, Dimebag Daryl. Another like, one is uh, Corey Taylor. Corey Taylor's, yeah. Uh, but like, even Moody, even. But with getting. Uh, of getting big some of those bands can lose that yeah that that uh touch the uh the emotion that drove them like for example uh slipknot's fourth album wasn't all that well received nope. um then paul gray died and they went and uh they became recluses for a while and then came back and their fifth album sold out everywhere. sold out yeah, yeah their fifth album sold out everywhere and when in live performances it was almost as if it was then back in 99 again. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's part of the reason that Slipknot's one of my biggest inspirations is because they've gone through lineup changes multiple times. They've added members. They've kicked people out of the band. They've had mm-hmm. people pass away, but they keep coming back. They keep making more music. Sure. They're all getting close to being in their 50s, and they're all still doing it. Now, uh, now people would be confused, like, well, how do you write so much angry music then? I'm like, well, I got... I'll be the first to admit I have anger issues. I, I really do. <laughs> I have an anger problem. Uh, but when I uh, you should try d- playing chess with Brad. <laughs> when I get <laughs> don't know how to play chess. Yeah, uh, but play when Mario I get into uh, when I get into like a headspace yeah. that where like it's just a really bad day, music is my my go to. It yeah. calms me down, and I put all of my emotion into that. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, that's uh. So much of that for me too. Like I like it's not, I don't write and and perform music or anything, but just but they're all their their music is uh, an enhancer for me. You know, it's like you know when I'm sad, there's the sad songs. There's when I'm happy, and there's you know the party songs and mm-hmm. you know and everything else. That, like, but it's it's for me. It's like I don't know. There's so much I connect to, especially lyrically. I feel like there's so many like great writers, and I've, I've been like you know man this guy's like telling my story or whatever it is you know it's like or i've been there and you know make they make this music so relatable to these scenarios that i've been going through in my life and stuff so uh so that's what i mean like you know it's good to, that you're able to find some kind of avenue to share your you know even though we don't have some of these other stories to share but we we share our story and uh, yeah. we're putting it in the music carnivore uh, that i was talking about earlier which is the song where uh, I'm the voice of the drugs and he's the uh, the voice of the user. None of us have ever really sure. used drugs in yeah. our life. Uh, marijuana probably being the hardest substance that any one of us has used. Yeah. Um, 
but uh so people could probably get confused like how do you know what it's like well the the, the way i relate it to is watching all my favorite artists die of yeah drugs and so it's when, me putting when the band my formed, anger towards that into it when the, when the band formed and we were first sitting down and talking about what we wanted to be about we actually had a conversation right off the bat that was if anyone does anything harder than marijuana ever you're out because we don't want to have to put everyone in the band through that loss that we've seen so many other bands experience. We so we told them that like we we it was made clear and like we would get you help. We would help you as best as you can. Right. But, but yeah. you're uh, you're you're out of the band because so, it destroys yeah. bands and it destroys friendships. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. I mean, I I don't know, and then like it's uh. I don't know. It's been on my mind a lot. Like uh. Because they're like making a huge comeback right now, but uh, Chili Peppers, like seeing like uh, John Frusciante's like back in the group and like and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. who hasn't been with the Chili Peppers since '07, I think. Yeah, yeah, so that's right. something like that. So I was like, but I know he's had his struggles, and then uh, you know now he's back back in a good place, and uh, so Taylor Hawkins was finally in a good place, and he just recently yeah. passed. That that hurt me when I found when I woke up the next morning. Yeah found out he had uh he had passed yeah that was yeah. uh i had just seen him live a couple months before that was tough yeah that yeah. was uh that was definitely a shock uh but uh can't imagine how dave Grohl feels now sure yeah he might develop a complex yeah yeah i don't know man it was uh that's uh heavy stuff to deal with and you know especially um you know again having so, it twice yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It was, uh, so I, I agree. I think that's a, probably, uh, a good policy to have, like just, uh, not, to not mess with that stuff. That, yeah. yeah. Um, well, you guys mentioned, uh, Luna and we, when, uh, you know, and we, uh, all right, let's talk about another, uh, soon song you guys shared with me. And this is, um, one that uh, these are both unreleased, right? They're, yeah, they're yeah, on, on, both unreleased. And then uh, we're we're working on getting some new tunes out. But you guys shared a song with me called Chaotica. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's correct. And uh, so obviously, for me, like I listened to Chaotica first, and and I was like, all right, uh, very you know right off the bat, like you know, pretty heavy, and uh, a lot of you know the got Brad's vocals on it, and with the and like. It was a good back and forth, uh, but then so then like to hear Luna next was like a very different, uh, you know, a lot more. I think the thought process behind sending you those two was yeah. to go to like different extremes of what we sure do. yeah. Uh, um, I think it was Mateo who said it earlier that uh, every genre of music is victim of you know sounding the same yeah. at some point. I don't want to fall into that pattern. Yeah. So I normally come up with the ideas initially, bring them in, and then... And then we add our little spice yeah. to yeah. it to yep. make it truly like the band's music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, I don't ever write anything the same. I just have so many influences sure. on every, uh, every song. So I don't like to uh, make things sound the same. And a uh, funny story, I guess uh, we could reveal this on this podcast... Uh, two of our songs actually unknowingly to me until Daniel pointed out <laughs> use the exact same riff yep just oh, uh, yeah. played in different tempo different tempo and some people may call that lazy I think it's 
more so. It's funny. <laughs> I think yeah. it's more so funny and genius that I could do take the same riff and create two unique songs out of it. And right. you didn't even notice. <laughs> didn't even notice. Right. So other things I'll notice is that um, I'll I'll write riffs and they sound very similar to bands that I listen to, like Chaotica, for example, has uh, the the main riff on the verse and the actual whole feel and lyrical pattern is actually very similar to a song by Static X called Chemical Logic. And Static X was actually not an influence on that song. Uh, (laughs) Surprisingly, uh, the main riff that is uh, heard at the beginning and throughout the rest of the song was actually inspired by a combination of My Own Summer, commonly known as Shove It by uh, Deftones, and Death Blooms by Mudvayne. And yeah. then, uh, then when I ended up listening, I pulled up Chemical Logic at uh, some point, about maybe a couple months later, and listening, I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know I did this. Uh, yeah. What uh, What comes to mind when you guys think about Chaotica? Like, is that, uh, besides uh, some of those influences? Thing, chaos. Like, yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of the whole idea, sure. is just pure chaos throughout it. Yeah. Um, the section that Mateo sings on, um, the... I'll talk about the music part. You can talk about the, the lyrical like, part. The lyrical part. Yeah. Uh, musically, the part came out of trying to contrast the two, um, the two parts, like extremely heavy in your face, and then going a little bit more melodic, which is something Static X has done before, and a bunch of other bands. System of do a Down all the time. Really System of a Down it, yeah. does it all the time. But those chords came out of a necessity that I thought I needed because we have a song called Hell Is Lies that uses similar chords. It came out of a necessity to make a part of a song sound similar enough to where Hell's Lies doesn't sound different from everything else. Yeah. And Hell's Lies is a uh, already released track. Yeah, okay. that is on Spotify. Yeah. Under the title 5317517734, which if you put it into a calculator and flip it upside down, <laughs> says Hell's Lies. Oh, wow. Because we're middle schoolers. <laughs> <laughs> I said we could have made the song, uh, what is it? Five three one eight zero zero eight. Yeah, that would have been great. That's more. That's more my speed right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I. That's what I did in middle school. And then it's like, like lyrically, <laughs> so I don't know. It's just again, just showing that contrast in in everything, like the yin and yang, and just in life in general, uh, but in the chaos too. It's like you have like the the violent. Chaos, you know, that Brad sings, you know, he's, I mean, yeah, where it's very, uh, very staccato and very, you know, very in your face, like he said, very forward, very loud. And then you got my part, uh, which is, if you uh, listen to the lyrics as well, is more like questioning and confused chaos, you know, like that, that idea of like, oh my God, what? the hell is going on like i have no idea what i'm doing i feel like a failure everything's fucking exploding around me and you know that idea of just constant confusion like, and uh, all you've got are goddamn regrets yeah you know it's it actually the world going uh, to be okay it actually took him a while to uh figure out the lyrical but so most of the time when i write lyrics for the song i wrote all the lyrics for that song um and normally i come up with the lyrical patterns too because i'm writing it and i'm normally singing in my bedroom while playing it. It actually took him a while to get the lyrical pattern down for his section, and he en- he ended up changing the second half of it because for some reason he could well, nail it the first half, 
but then he couldn't keep it up the second well, half. Yeah, but it that, ended up becoming even better because he changed it. Yeah. Because now there's now there's a stark contrast between the because, way it's sung. Well, to be frank, it got repetitive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that's part of the reason why I kept losing my spot. Because he just kept doing it over and over. I was like, okay, okay. Th- I like the idea, so we'll keep it for the first half, but let's do something else for the second half. And and then Brad, Brad is super cool. He... He's like, okay, just let me know what you're doing, and then I'll adjust. I'll just I'll adjust my riff to match that. And so I was like, okay, sweet. And so keeping the same riff and your lyrical pattern just works. Yeah. (laughs) And so yeah. And now it's a little. There's at the very end. There's um, you know, it picks up tempo and it's more of a contrast. That's a contribution within uh, the contrast. That's a contribution from Christian too. Is that Mm -hmm. tempo shift? Mm -hmm. I think it brings a lot more emotion into the end of the song. For real, yes.
Uh, the funny thing is that when I first showed the song to the band, um, Mateo was still at the point where he was still more pop heavy. And so I was nervous when I showed this and Mike, all right, can this, uh, can this be a Brave New Let's World song? And then, I, and then I showed it to them and Mateo's like, all right, sounds good. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh, and then I told him like, Hey, I'm uh cause at this point I had just been, uh, been really a backup singer like uh but then i started really coming to my own as a main vocalist and i'm like hey i'm on main vocals on this he's like oh okay <laughs> and uh the funny thing is is that when i when we finally actually had it practice and i had showed everybody how it was gonna go people were really hyped about the whole band was hyped about my part at first and like they were like ah oh, that that's just gonna be so good live and then we started to practice and we kept getting the mateo's part and we at that point, just, the whole band just starts singing along. Like you, we could, all get you, into it. If you saw us practicing downstairs, you would all see us mouthing the words yeah. Yeah. to Mateo's. And part. we're all jumping, fun. yeah, just it's crazy it's headbanging funny. to it. And it's called, it's become like honestly the most like energetic part of the song, and uh, it's really funny. Uh, I love Brad's vocals. Those like, there's another track that was kind of the same thing happened was uh, Carpetbaggers. Yeah, oh, Carpetbaggers yeah. is Carpet the same Baggers way. Was actually in it so. We I uh, when the band was still progressing, I tried to keep it. Carpetbagger my, was a Plague Inc. song. It was. It had been rewritten. <laughs> this is the third version of it, and it finally sounds the best that it possibly can. Um, but when I wrote this, it was during the time when Mateo was still pop heavy. So it was most of my vocals weren't featured at all, except on some background parts during right. the chorus, and that's how a lot of the songs were except Chaotica when, we, when I started to come into my own and try to switch things up a little bit. Uh, so Carpetbaggers actually started out with him just singing almost the entire thing, and he couldn't get the lyrical pattern I couldn't, down. I couldn't save my... I, I, the, I probably could now, but yeah, like... Yeah, but for the first half of yeah. the verses, he could not get it down. So he's like, uh, why, why, don't, why don't you try it? And I did with my vocals. He's like, you know, that sounds really good. Yeah. You do it. Yeah, you, you, you do. We can transition on the second half. And so that's what we end up doing. And now it's, it's again, just more contrast and more yeah. dynamic yeah. palette. And as far as have. politics go, that's that's as political as we get. And that's pretty much a big F you to everybody. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. It's not one particular group. It's yeah. everyone that's annoying. When we we play politicians, it, period. When they we play this suck. live, I quote Lemmy Kilmeister, who said, all politicians are sons of bitches. Yeah. I to believe, believe in rock, rock and roll. roll. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Well, uh, we uh, speaking of some of those uh, live shows, we have uh, a few dates on the calendar coming up uh, for you to come out and uh, see these guys live. And uh, let's, we've got uh, April 25th at Red Fle- or sorry, not Red, uh, Red Fish, Bluefish. Uh, yeah, we'll be, to- uh, we'll be opening up. Uh, for a band called 600 Cuts from Texas. Mm-hmm. We'll also be with there with a band called uh, Split 66. And just so it's known, that is a 21-plus show. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, 
Yeah, that's a, a fun little spot uh, in St. Charles, Missouri. There, That'll it's be our like, first time playing there, actually. Yeah. And uh, this is actually the first show ever that someone outside of me has booked a show for us. Daniel right. over there yeah. actually came into contact with the, uh, one of the dudes from Split 66 while he was working. I ran and, into uh, him to, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I ran into him at Quick Trip over the summer because he was wearing a cool shirt. And now I'm playing a show opening for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Thanks, so, cool. Thanks, cool shirt. Yeah. <laughs> he ended up uh, booking us that show, and then he's like, uh, oh, by the way, it's 21 plus. I'm like, 21 plus? These two guys aren't 21. <laughs> Daniel and Mateo aren't 21. Only Christian and I are. And so we're like, well, how, how can we play this? Because you guys aren't 21, and apparently Redfish Bluefish is uh, okay with the bands being... Right. A little, yeah, yeah, a little underage. Yeah. Now, other venues that I've been trying to get us booked at, like the Heavy Anchor, are strict on their... Yeah. Everyone has to be 21 up, and which is why we won't be able to play there till October. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a... I mean, I don't know. I feel uh, there's there's exceptions to the rules uh, when when it, especially if you're involved in the entertainment talent and stuff like. They might uh, have been uh, necessarily desperate for a band too, because they had uh, had only had Split sixty six opening up for six yeah. uncuts, and when I looked through Split sixty six information, like uh, their show announcements, there had been another band on that bill, uh, apparently who had been inactive for a while, so they kind of dropped off. Hmm. Yeah, well, you guys are also playing with uh, Split 66 uh, May 6th at Red Flag also, Yeah, right? we'll be playing yeah. with them again. So mm-hmm. if you're not 21 up and you yeah. want to see us uh, play with them, you have a, you have another chance mm-hmm. uh, at Red Flag. Which is a great uh, spot for sure. I've been over there. Oh, uh, yeah. been, I really enjoy what they're doing. Like, you know, I've, I've been to Foo Bar over the years, but uh, it's, cool to see, yeah, yeah, it's cool to see the guys... Uh, expand and, and and built a beautiful, oh, yeah. beautiful space over there we so we love those guys over yeah. there max colin yeah we're, we're regulars yeah. at this point <laughs> yeah yeah we walk in and they're like you guys know what the hell you're doing right yeah so one of the last times we walked in they were like they they went to ask for our vaccine cards to ch- double check us real yeah. quick and they were like oh you were here like a week ago never mind right, yeah. yeah and we played two shows at the foo bar before yeah. uh, they moved over to red flag we were supposed to actually play a couple more I think it was two to three more, yeah. and then pandemic happens, mm-hmm. and unfortunate, right. unfortunate. One of those last shows that was supposed to be at Fubar, which was originally supposed to be one of the first shows at Red Flag, yeah, was with a band that we, uh, that Christian and I knew, uh, called Common Jones, and they were yeah. actually quite, uh, quite, quite big in the the local scene. Yeah, one of my favorites for sure. Yeah, yes. and unfortunately, uh, a couple months ago, they those guys split up. Yeah, which was unfortunate. I only yeah. got to see him like three times. Yeah, but. Uh, Malibu ninety two is getting ready to release new music. Are they? Yeah. Oh, this yeah. Summer. We we know those guys through high school. Yeah, uh, I like Christian those guys. And I, too. Daniel and oh, Mattel. Is that Andrew and all that's that's Andrew. Andrew yeah. 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 Those guys are great. Hey, um, you think so. now that Common Jones did that, we can get our snare back? <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah. <laughs> uh, so how uh, how we know them is Christian is uh, Christian's got family connections to them. Um, and like family friend connections to them, yeah. and so their drummer, who you know at the time needed a new snare, took the uh, the snare from Christian's drum kit because Christian wasn't really using it. We had worn a band yet. Um, ended up getting 
He, we actually have that snare back. We have the original snare back. Yeah, it's the yellow one, right? Yeah, yeah, we have the yeah. So uh, we were stuck with his snare, which not to be rude to uh, Lars to, Ulrich to Chris. Uh, no, I want to be rude to Lars Ulrich. <laughs> not to be rude to uh, to Chris or anything, but that snare uh, sounded like the the trash cans they used on Saint Anger. Yeah. yeah. What'd you call him, Chris? His name's Christian. He'd be mad at you. No, I'm talking about Chris Bain and the guy oh, who, okay. whose snare that actually yeah. is. Okay. That's fair. Uh, and then he ended up getting himself a new snare, so we ended up getting that one back, and now it sounds so much better. You'll be able to definitely tell the difference between the old version of the Cure and Hell's Lies to this new version that is recorded with this new snare. Some kind of monster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, we got an, uh, and then May 7th, a uh, pretty big one. Yeah, You guys are uh, putting together a f- festival, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, this is going to be called Rockin' on the River. It's going to be at my grandparents' river house, which, uh, for those of you who want to know, is on uh, 47 Balaford Beach Road in uh, Sunset Hills, Missouri. And basically what this is, it's all for a charitable cause. My uncle took a real nasty fall. A couple months back, and suffered some uh, traumatic brain injuries. So to raise money for his family, we've uh, been putting together charity events, and this is one of the most latest ones. We're putting me and my cousin and his wife are putting together a, a music festival, charity music festival, to raise money. It's only twenty dollars admission to get in. Uh, you can and send us, yeah. You can Venmo. Uh, you can Venmo either me or his wife, and we'll have that information out on the Bloom River Instagram. It's literally just called Bloom River, B-L-U-M-E, and then the word river. Or you can follow updates on you know, the Brave New yeah on Facebook. the Brave New World account, fa- uh, the Brave New World Facebook account. So uh, as of right now, uh, we have ten bands on the bill so far. We have eleven. We have eleven bands on our bill now. Uh, yeah, eleven, eleven acts. There's some solo acts there. That's fine. Uh, my cousin's gonna be performing there. He was gonna be with his band, but uh, uh, fortunately, his his bassist had to back out uh, for his wife's anniversary, <laughs> his wife's birthday, uh, <laughs> which he discovered. <laughs> um, but we'll be playing with uh, bands that. So I'm. Um, we'll Just be playing with um, <laughs> bands like the Mustard Seed, uh, Faith Shakers, Sage Tornado, who is. Really, really cool. They're think of them like uh, Beck, but if Beck wasn't a solo artist, they got a, like a little bluesy rap vibe to them. Okay, they're they're real cool. Uh, my old guitar teacher, Jim Trice, will actually be uh, performing his set. Uh, we got Mark Connolly there, who's my cousin. We got West End Junction, who's a folk duo who we played with a while back. Very uh, Kara. interesting. Very yeah, interesting. Very interesting. They're, they're they're great. Uh, Kara's awesome. We talk to her all the time. Yeah. Um, and then All Sides, who we've played with a couple times, they're like an alt-rock, hard-rock band. Uh, isn't there a newer punk band that's going to be playing there? Yeah, I was about to get to them, actually. Our buddy and producer, uh, Ryan Mayberry, is in a band called Uncanny Valley. Uh, they're actually about to drop music, too, and they'll be performing there. This will be, I think, their third show yeah, ever. This will be their it's, third show it's ever. It's going to be good. Yeah, definitely check them out, uh, One of the ones that I think a lot of people are going to be excited for that I hope everyone stays for is 1781. Yes. They're uh, all alt metal band and amazing set. they're freaking awesome we've played with them about three times now and then we got our headliners which will will be the main headliner there at the charity music festival so i hope everyone stays around for our set everyone stays around all day you guys 20 dollars admission you get all day access to the festival grounds the concession stand which will be selling food and you get re-entry stand. yeah you can get some re-entry and there will be uh charity raffles there like we'll do probably like a 50 50 there and maybe some raffle off some big items 
Uh, yeah. The other two bands that I haven't mentioned yet are uh, Sonic Candy, who actually just released some new music, mm-hmm. and a band that you actually interviewed, and this is how we actually got into contact. Yeah. Uh, Shots Fired will be one of the headliners there. Yeah. And they're awesome. We played with them on the Road to Point Fest show. Yeah. And we're uh, glad to see that they're in the finals, which I think either happened yesterday. Yeah, it was last night. Yeah, was yeah. it last night? Yeah, I wonder how they did. They'll probably announce that soon yeah. enough. We'll find out as soon as they know. Yeah. Now, for more information, you can always check out you know the Brave New World accounts or the Blue River accounts. You can probably check out the other bands' accounts on either social media because they'll be posting all that too. Uh, so, like I said, twenty dollars admission. The festival grounds will open at twelve o'clock. Uh, the first band will take the stage at 1 o'clock, and that first band will be Sage Tornado. So I uh, hope you guys all come out to go see them because they're great. Nah, it's going to be fucking banging, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be great. And uh, the Festival Grounds will close at 11.15. We'll be the last band to go on around late 9-ish, early 10-ish, yeah. something like that. Stay around. You might see me take my pants off. We don't, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens, guys. Uh, no, let, let's, let's just keep it to the shirt, buddy. <laughs> yeah, keep it to nah, the shirt. No, nah, we'll see what happens. Uh, drinks are strictly BYOB, but we will uh, have water that the concession stand will probably sell probably for mm-hmm. about 50 cents a pop. No, no big deal. Yeah. Uh oh yeah man that's uh it's cool that you are uh helping put this together for your uncle uh you know I hopefully uh hopefully they'll help out in a big way definitely yeah yeah uh reminder May seventh is when that day is and a uh, reminder for that address forty seven Balaford Beach Road Sunset yeah. Hills Missouri don't miss it and I'll uh, I'll link up uh, the poster and everything all that on awesome. uh, on the website too so yeah we'll have information yeah. on how you can. Uh, how you can pay people. Uh, I'll be one of the representatives um, for the passes, and uh, Mark's wife, Mark, my cousin, will be one of the uh, the other representatives. Uh, we'll have their our Venmos posted, so you can Venmo us. Uh, when you guys Venmo us, if you guys Venmo us, um, just in the uh, option of what this is for, so put your email because then we'll send you a confirmation email of how many passes you paid for, where the location of this place is, and when you come to the gate, we'll have uh, someone who can hand you a wristband when you just show them your email. It'll be like mm-hmm. being a VIP. You'll be on the list. There you go. Yeah, man. Uh, I think that's, uh, like I said, I think that was really cool and great uh, music all day long, so it'll be a oh, yeah. fun fun day to get out there and, and uh, do some good. So, uh, But you, yeah, again, find... Uh, more show information and uh, upcoming dates on uh, Get Plugged In with Brave New World on your Facebook and Instagram. You can find uh, these two songs that we played are currently unreleased, uh, like we said, but you do have a couple uh, out there on the Spotify uh, accounts and uh, the digital platforms. Yeah, those old singles, they might actually be coming down Okay. Not, uh, and not too long. We'll be uh, we, we'll be re-uploading them yeah. uh, with the updated files. Yes. But, but all of our music, it'll be up on Spotify, on Apple Music, on YouTube. Sure. You'll be Snapchat, able to find us Instagram, there. however you yeah. can get access to music. Doesn't it end up on Pandora, too? It does end, yeah. uh, end up on Pandora, yes. Well, what, if it plays music, you'll be able to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. What about these songs? Uh, like, is this, uh, are, we, are we working on a new record, or what's... Uh, uh, these have been the songs that we've been working on for a while. I mean, uh, we got... So originally started out as a uh, 15 song album. Um, then I felt that two of the songs we would not have ready in time to record. Um, seeing now all the pandemic and stuff that happened, we probably would have had time. But, it's, but I'm, we have some other projects for them. It, was, yeah, it, that, we, it yeah. turns out probably will be better on. They'll they'll come out eventually. Yeah. 
Uh, but then we had 13 songs, and the first song I ever officially wrote for this band, so some of these songs are older than the band. <laughs> You're bringing the this first, up? The first song officially ever written for the band was a song called Bienvenidos, and oh, it was like a what a dumpster Latin, fire of a it song. It was terrible. It was like a Latin-themed song. And uh, it was it was it was catchy. It was, it was a catchy, catchy song, it had but minimal it was it was minimal. It was like a good intro song, but dude, it was so. Brad was still new to writing when he was writing this song, and yeah. it's just like it just wasn't imagine, the greatest song. I'd say imagine if somebody wrote an epic Spanish song, right? But they only wrote the intro, and it was three and a half minutes long. They um. <laughs> Truly, what they say is that there's two ways to write a song. Um, the first way is, you know, one person comes up with an idea and then everyone contributes their own ideas. This normally means that no one has to learn any parts, but it usually results in sloppier songwriting. The other way to write a song, they say, is one person come up, comes up with almost everything. They bring it to the band. Uh, this results in having to teach people parts, but it normally results because it's one vision. It normally results in... A smoother, a, a smoother, outcome a smoother outcome. Yeah. So that song was called Bienvenidos. We played it three times at our <laughs> at shows. Uh, we actually played it at our first show, uh, the the Foo Bar. Hopefully, there's no videos of that that surface because it's uh, a yeah, it's we were, a dumpster we were fire. babies at that time. Yeah, <laughs> it was tough. It we was a real learning. bad song, and uh, Mateo actually tried to keep it on there because he was vibing with it for a while. But then we ended up. Um, the way we were originally recording the album, we were idiots. We weren't recording with a metronome. Yeah. And there was absolutely no way to record the song without a uh, Yeah, that was the nail in the coffin for the song. Yeah, so that. we finally got rid of it. And now the album is more laid out better. Uh, it's going to end with the sun, with a song called Soul. And uh, the song that uh, that we, we've showed you uh, called Luna will end it. So sun and moon yeah. starting in the... Okay. For our day cycle, if you will. Yeah. Maybe someday Bienvenidos will make a return. I don't think sort. so. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, like, maybe it'll get completely reworked. And adjust I mean, that's what you did with some of these songs, and they worked a lot better. Mm-hmm. Out, yeah, so. Revolution is one of the main ones that got reworked. Yeah, that that song's gonna be good. Yeah, yeah that's gonna be a banger. When when can we uh, expect some of this other music? Probably, probably we don't have an exact release date yet. Uh, definitely summer. in the summer. Definitely. It'll be yeah, early earlier in the summer, most likely. We'll earlier it might be a little mid or late mid, summer. Yeah. Probably mid All to right. late summer. In the summer, summer, though, for sure. Yeah. yeah. In the summer, though, for sure. Cool. All yeah, right. we're about to finish mixing it up. Uh, ship it off to our master, master guy, who I think is in Indiana, Indiana. right? Paul Bennett is yep. based in Indiana. Paul Bennett is his name. If you guys shout out to him, sure. he's great. He's great. He's he did the stuff for our buddy Ryan Mayberry, who is mixing our album. But he's uh he's singing it off to him to be mastered. Yeah, so, yeah. And then after that, we'll send it out to you guys. Yeah, yeah. very cool. All right. Uh, well, I got uh, some questions I've been uh, going around asking. I've been having a good time with these. Uh, get your guys' take on uh, some of these. And uh, uh-oh, they're just <laughs> uh, all right. What about uh, you know? We we dropped a lot of names in here, uh, but what would be uh, a dream duet or collaboration you guys would love to see for the Ooh, band? Someone to collaborate with. I think we in all have lo- different ideas of who we are. In the local scene or outside of the local scene? Is anybody? Yeah, it's just a dream. Anybody. You know, well, Dave Grohl is one of the main guys that'd that I would be, love yes, to collaborate. Because he's, sure. he's just a legend and, and rock. And in the metal community because he's a huge metalhead. Um, 
Wait, There's a couple others. I know you make fun of me for it, but making a funk track with Bruno Mars with this <laughs> that'd dude, be pretty cool. A funk. Yeah. We, yeah. I mean, we have we have a funk song on 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 this album too. That that's pretty short. But it's yeah. uh. But we like. Bruno Mars has a rock rock background too, and he personally, I, they don't really listen to him, but he's a legend for me. Oh yeah, and uh, and uh, an idol almost. And that'd be a dream for me. Two main ones as far as vocalists go uh, would be Randy Blythe from Lamb of God would be awesome, and uh, Neil Fallon from Clutch would be awesome because oh, that yeah. guy that guy's got such a great voice, so unique. Uh, and one more name drop for vocalist would be uh, Jeffrey, I think it's pronounced Hatrix. He's also known as Jeffrey Nothing, formerly of Mushroom Head, now just of Jeffrey Nothing. Um, that dude has a really unique voice, too. Yeah, may he rest in peace. I think that it would be very cool if I had gotten the opportunity to do something with Lane Staley. Yeah. Oh, Lane, or um, Chris Cornell is another one. Chris Cornell as well. As far as yeah. meeting idols, uh, Tom Morello would be one I would love to meet. He's sure. just one, one of the most creative guitarists ever. Uh, I've I met most of the dudes from Static X, minus Wayne for obvious reasons. Rest in peace. Um, I met the dudes from Primus. Uh, I've done the VIP with them. They were great dudes. Fortunately, I didn't get to shake hands or take pictures with Less and the Boys because uh, pandemic was going on, so it was just a Q and A. Imagine if they called the band Less and the Boys instead of Primus. <laughs> Less and the Boys. <laughs> <What a> band. <laughs> Well, there have only been uh, Les has been the main one who has All been right. throughout the entire career of Primus, but Larry Lalonde has been the other one who's been featured on every single release they've done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh. In the local scene, though, there are two vocalists that I would love to have featured. I would love to work with uh, Caleb Matzker from Uncanny Valley, which oh, would probably be really easy. Yeah, it's soon. It'll, 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 it'll happen, happen soon. Because we're buddies with him. He's in Uncanny Valley. Watch for Unca- Uncanny Valley, uh, Brave New World, Mick. The other know, one so. is uh, a band we have some some roots with because we played with them at their uh, at their second ever show. would be uh, Make Your Mark, uh, their vocalist, oh. Jason Kozik. Wonderful Kozik. guy. He is, uh, he's awesome, too. He signed my mom a napkin because she thought his voice was pretty on uh-huh. her birthday nice. at that show yeah shout out to mom imagine mm-hmm. that second show ever and you already have somebody asking for your autograph yeah that's uh that's gonna feel pretty good oh yeah yeah uh yeah that's uh <laughs> stuck yeah i'm <laughs> less than the boys less than the boys <laughs> uh promise yeah. sucks <laughs> promise does suck yeah <laughs> all right uh so uh obviously just about everybody we think i think we named about almost every every great band right uh for all the all the different influences all the different oh, yeah. Yeah, it was also, oh yeah yeah wide variety yeah i mean from bruno to les claypool and <laughs> so that'd be an interesting track for sure just to have like uh all these different things on there uh all right, what about uh, the day comes along and we have a uh, brand new world uh, action figures? Uh, what would you guys like to see with your uh, like your three accessories to go with your action figures? Brave new brand world new action world action, action figure. figure. Yeah. Um, oh. Well, Brad and I would both have to have interchangeable basses and guitars. Yeah, right. that that would that takes up two spots already. Yes, yeah. and then now, uh, now your third are... one would be Mike. Yeah, the third one might be a mic, would be complete with mic stand because I'm not holding that mic really yeah. unless it's attached to the mic stand. I think my third thing would be like a toolkit. Yeah, because I work on cars. That's I'm going to college to be an automotive tech. Yeah, that's mine you'd have to be able to take the shirt off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. that's that. Yeah, that would have to be. Uh, you take the shirt off with the mic. 
He'd and have one also, of those, uh, the, those cheapo, like the little cloth fabric shirts yeah. that are on like the old like Star Wars action figures. That's what he would be. It wouldn't yeah. be like a plastic piece. Oh, and then a bra for my third point. <laughs> a bra. Why? Because it'd be sexy. No, 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 no. It wouldn't be a bra. It would be your bandana, his Naruto bandana. Yeah, your Naruto oh, bandana. You're so right. Yeah. So some, yeah, for some shows, I, I'm a little bit of a weeb. So uh, for some shows, I'll wear, I have uh, the uh, Akatsuki uh, headband. headband and so I'll wear I'll wear uh, that'd have to be the third one for yeah, sure uh, yeah <laughs> uh, well that's uh, alright what about a um, like a mo- movie or a TV show uh, that you wish you were in like a is there a certain world that uh, you guys would love to be a part of a certain world well we're all big nerds here yeah um, <laughs> uh, Star Wars yeah. For sure. Lord yeah. of the Rings. I don't um, know if I want to live in that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, man, Star Wars isn't much better. Uh, I think it's a, I think it's yeah, a little bit better. Everything's out to kill you there. Uh, Every planet, there's something wanting to kill you. No, it just depends where you're at. <laughs> oh, my. Same with the, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, the only safe place ever is... Um, the Hobbit Hood. Why can't Hobbits. I think of what... Yeah, Hobbit Bag sex. End Let's and, go. Uh, the Hobbit Village. <laughs> um, I don't know what I would say. Yeah. I've seen a lot of movies, but I don't think I feel like I'd belong in any of them. Right. As far as TV shows we'd actually like to be on, South Park. Yeah. yeah. South Park. We'd all love to be in South Park. Again, Les and the Boys. <laughs> Les and the Boys were on there. Corn was on there for an episode. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, they made fun of Metallica a lot, which is they great. Fun of, uh, yeah, they had, I think, I'm not sure if it was actually Ozzy Osbourne, but they, they make fun of everybody. They had um, they had the singer from The Cure on one of their early, early seasons. We have yeah. a song called The Cure. Yes, nice. yes, we do. Unrelated. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, man, I, it's crazy that uh, that those guys are still, uh, you know, creating new material with South Park. You know, I think it was twenty six seasons now. Yeah, I mean, it's been twenty five. They're they they might be starting the twenty sixth. They, they make an episode every week. Yeah. That's how they stay so relevant with yeah. keeping up with the times. Sometimes they don't um, they don't send the final product until. Like, like an hour, hours, like yeah. an hour or a couple, a couple hours before the the product's supposed to air. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't. Know. It's just it's impressive. That's for sure. Like yeah, just for see that twenty fifth anniversary. They're actually doing a concert, and I think it's Red Rocks. Nice. Um, Primus will actually be there. Yeah. And Matt Stone and Trey Parker, I think, will be performing. <laughs> they've they've done stuff in the past too. Yeah. And some of their stuff is it's comedic. It's real funny. The 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 main one is uh, I am Chewbacca. Is a great song, but an office worker who dreams of becoming the uh, the seven foot tall Wookiee. <laughs> was he using the Chewbacca defense? No, he was not using the Chewbacca defense. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> that song has unfortunately never been released studio wide. The only way you can hear it is through YouTube, or you can hear it at the end of uh, one of the episodes with uh, Starvin' Marvin in it. Yeah. Uh, old Starvin' Marvin. Mm-hmm. That's uh. I laugh because there's a uh, coworker of mine. Um, uh, they call you know Mr. Hinky, and so <laughs> just like it makes me laugh every time they say his name. I just howdy ho. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also, you get high? yeah, Tolly yeah, is like one of the best. That's that's the melody to Funky Town. This is some good <laughs> shit. <laughs> I don't know what Tigger is, but that's good shit. <laughs> 
Tigrity Weed. Oh, yeah. by the way, apparently Tigrity Weed's becoming a real thing because yeah. it's one of the sponsors for that 25th anniversary uh, yeah. concert. I wonder how much money Trey Parker and Matt Stone are about to make about selling. They just made weed. like a couple million dollars off of a deal with Paramount. From do we know what of? Uh yeah, they're making like 14 movies for them. They've already released two of them, and eventually uh, that deal includes South Park eventually moving exclusively to Paramount Plus. Why are they gonna move it again? I, I don't know. They're always making deals. It was on Hulu, and then it moved to HBO Max, and I don't think it will be for a while. Maybe 2025 is when it will move again. But right now they're doing exclusive movies. So the that uh, half of the 24th season, which only consists of four specials, the uh, pandemic special, the vaccination special, and then the two post-COVID specials, those two post-COVID specials are only on Paramount+. Plus. Very good, though. Get low, these fucking nerds. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Uh, well, we uh, we did some voices, uh, some impressions. Do you guys do you guys do any other celebrity impressions? Uh, what would uh, right. uh, Nick Kroll from Big Mouth when he does uh, what's what's it, Mari and Mori, Mori, and what's the uh, what's the other puberty demon that he that puberty he does? demon, you yeah. mean hormone monster, the hormone <laughs> monster. What's the other one he does? He does. Nick Kroll voices like ninety percent of the cast of that show. Yeah. Oh, that one. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Oh. Sometimes man. Brad likes to do a uh, Rick. That's his yeah, name. Rick. From, Rick. Uh, sometimes Brad likes to do one of the Toads. Yeah, he can do Toads. Hey! Tomorrow. <laughs> Toad! You ready, motherfuckers? <laughs> it's so fucking annoying. You got to do that for our next mic check on the show. <laughs> the uh, yeah, we do. We do some. Yeah. Some fun shit. The uh, there's two two riffs that I like to play that uh that annoy the shit out of this guy, uh, Mateo, and uh, our drummer Christian. The one that annoys the, the the hell out of Christian is there's a band called Oakley Doakley, and they're completely Ned Flanders themed metal. Yeah. They uh they're they're truly their only good song is a White Wine Spritzer, and that main riff from White Wine Spritzer. Uh, I play it all the time, and it annoys the shit out of him. And the other, the riff that annoys uh, Mateo is uh, I figure out how to play the basics of the uh, the Rocky theme, <laughs> and I'll just just play it. We actually played it live one time as an uh, intro to uh, <laughs> to uh, one of our songs called "Watch the World Burn." It was hilarious. Wasn't that like Day of Decision too? Yeah, it was, it was Day was of Decision. Yeah, we were practicing in the basement. I was like, Brad. It works. You got to do that live. It, it just works. We get a works. day of decision, new intro for Carpetbaggers 2. That was a mistake. No one knew what song we were playing, who had known that song before, <laughs> oh, and funny. it was all a mess. We were all supposed to go one, two, three, fuck politicians, and uh, we all came in at a different time, so won't ever do that again. <laughs> I'll just stick with my intro. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you gotta try new things once in a while. For sure. Once in a while. Well, we've changed the intro to Black Fuzzy Dies three times now. Yeah, that's like that. <laughs> AOCJ, kick it. CJ, start the car. CJ, let's go for a ride. That's the most recent one. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, cool, man. Well, this has been uh, a lot of fun getting to hang with you guys and uh, talking some shop and all these tunes and everything. So, uh, yeah, again, you can find Brave New World uh, wherever you're getting your digital music, and you can find them on Facebook and Instagram and get plugged in socially. Uh, new album this summer. Just yeah, keep an eye out. So yeah, follow us, uh, official, uh, Brave New World official on Instagram, or uh, the band BNW on Facebook. 
for updates on that album. You guys not going to want to miss it if you're a rock fan. It's going to be awesome. We actually have a TikTok, too, that we barely post on, but you can if, if you're on TikTok, you can try to find us there, too. We'll, we'll start posting. We haven't really posted really any content on there, but we'll, we'll start posting stuff if eventually. you ask us to make a twitter it's not gonna happen none of us so, use twitter here's the deal we don't like I, I we don't want to have cancer so <laughs> we will not be getting a twitter <laughs> yeah that's that's not gonna yeah none of us know how to use it so the only mm-hmm. reason that mateo knows all the tags is because we made him memorize them for live shows <laughs> i am the vocal guy he's they very call, that's what they call me around these parts the vocal guy <laughs> you know what else they call me around don't, here? don't start that <laughs> Back in my day, they used to call me the piss man. <laughs> so stupid. He's, apparently, he's wanted in 53 states. Yep. Don't ask me why. Hey, if you meet me in person, I'll, I'll tell you why they call me the piss man. He did that as one of our uh, as his vocal checks before. <laughs> he walked out on stage. I am the piss man. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> well, on that note. All right, maybe we'll save that for the next time. We'll we'll get the whole the full backstory of the piss man. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> All right, well, thank you guys, and uh, I will see you soon. Thank All you. Right. Very hey, thanks much. for having us yeah, on. Thanks. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Much appreciated. Happy to help, guys. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.